Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. Not too long ago, before we went to Gallifrey One, you went to go visit number two child at the home of your ex-in-laws. Yes. And it was an interesting visit. Probably. <laughs> I just, I, I, I've erased it from my mind. What, is, what did the doctor say? I deleted that already. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond Gender just had a interview with the trans actor who had been on. I saw that. I didn't get to listen to it yet. But Me neither. Yeah. Oh, and by the time this drops, they'll probably have an episode with us too. So okay, so so, that so the doctor it. deletes things out of his brain, and so do you. Uh, I apparently I do. Yeah, so you go down there and you try and help them sort out their problems because that's well, what you do. You you help people sort out problems. It's your job. I'm sorry. I was going down for a visit. I don't know if I was supposed to sort out problems, but his mother had been in the hospital and had just gotten out. So I'm going to end up with that task, I suppose. That is your task with pretty much all of your family from every end, as far as I can tell, mm -hmm. between your mother and your aunt, between your aunt mother and all of their other family, between your sister and your mother, between your ex and her family. I'm deleting this as you're saying it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're well practiced at this. We'll put it that way. Yes, I am well-practiced. Your attempts at helping them solve problems were met with some resistance because they are very controlling people. Oh, oh yeah, it's a thread of it's coming back to me now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, they're impossible. As far as the interaction with me and them and her, it reminded me of some kind of toxic reaction, and we had to stop. And there was good things about that because I work with a lot of very difficult people and sometimes I can't get through to them, but most of the time I can get through to them at some level at some point and make some progress, but I couldn't do that. And granted, I'm still part of the system, so that may be a blind spot for me as well. But either way, they were pretty much unwilling to take any guidance or any suggestion. They wanted to do things their way because they are controlling people. But they'll, but they'll be agreeable like they're going to take that, but they don't. But the boy comes out and sees his mom is upset, so he wants to go over there and now he's getting upset. And she stopped the whole thing and she's like, that's it. I'm taking him in the other room to come in. And she took him in the office and closed the door and calmed him down and took care of him while they're complaining that she doesn't take care of him. So their idea of taking care of him is control everything he does. And her idea of taking care of him is emotional support, care, love, attention, things her family does not seem to be familiar with in that capacity. They believe they are, but so many other things have gone wrong along the way that their way of doing it is disconnected from what's going on around them. Their reality is not quite congruent with actual reality. They think it is, and they have a right to their reality as long as it quits bothering mine. That would be nice. It would be nice for the boy if they would quit bothering him and his mother with their reality, except his mother is chronically ill and they are part of her care plan. And as far as I understood, they agreed to be part of her care plan for him. Yes, but I, I think she didn't take a thorough enough assessment of their capacity because they are constantly in, in crisis over 
things that you and I find to be things that he does that you have to manage. This is a child that needs a higher a higher level of management and a much more engaged management than the typical child. Right. And so, for example, one day when the boy's aunt picks him up for a visit to take over to her house, which is just down the street. Mm -hmm. She is letting him play in the yard, but she's not actually engaged with him. She's like looking at her phone and doing other things. Now that I think of it, you are right. This is a very good example. And she's not actually managing him. She just wants him to be managed. Yes. Then he says, oh, there goes mommy. What she was thinking was, oh, yeah, she comes and goes. That's what she does. That's well, what adults do. Because she's four or five houses down. Right. So she talks to, the aunt talks to his mom and then leaves and the boy comes and doesn't realize that something is wrong with her sister being the boy's mom. Mm -hmm. Something's not going well because it's, she's over talking to them about it. They don't understand. They don't listen and they don't want to understand chronic illness. They want no. her to be better and that's it. And so as long as she appears better, she must be better. Not true, but anyhow. No. Um, so they go down and they're playing in, in front of the house in the yard and he's got a lizard or gecko or something and he's playing with that. And she's looking at her phone or whatever she's doing and, and he does. He says, there goes my mom. And she says, oh, that's okay. She's probably doing errands or something. And since you're at my house, you know, indicating since... Since he's over there. It's okay for her to go somewhere if yeah. you are here. Yes. She said, then he was looking at her kind of strange, and he didn't say anything else. And she didn't realize till later, his mother had just left that house in an ambulance. Because she, after her sister left with the boy, had called the clinic. And the doctor said, oh, no, no, no. Those symptoms are not okay. I need to have you at the hospital right now. Something is wrong. Yeah. Which she kind of knew, which is why she called. Yes. She didn't expect to be in an ambulance in five, you know, five or ten minutes later, but whatever. Right. So you're right. Yeah, she thinks she's managing him, but there's no actual attention involvement. No. There's managing, but not involvement. Right. You are managed because you're here, and I can see that you are not setting the house on fire. There you go. That's not the level of management that this child needs. Well, we have plenty of experience with knowing what kind of management he needs. Nonetheless... After watching his mother being taken away in an ambulance, he was not going to have a very good day the next day. I thought they should have called me at that point. You think? Yes. And said, hey, talk to your son. His mother just left in an ambulance. They're, they're not considering that this would be a situation that would need more management, more assistance, more personal connection. And so when I did talk to her the next day, she was calling me in the afternoon when the school just called her. He's having a bad day. Here's what happened yesterday. I say, okay, she left in an ambulance and the sister is only concerned about the fact that she had no idea her sister was going to leave in an ambulance because she had talked to her a little while before that. And there was no indication to her that an ambulance was about to be needed. Well, that's not what this is about. This is about a child. And so he's having a bad day at school. And that makes sense to me. He's telling them, my mom's in the hospital. She went in an ambulance because nobody has talked with him about it. Except here's what his aunt says to him. Well, you know, sometimes your mom gets really sad. Well, that's not what this is. Okay. So I told her, I said, tell him she's sick. 
And she said, well, I told him he, that she wasn't feeling very well. And he's like, what does that mean? Well, that's a nice, polite, south way to say, southern way to say he's not... He, that's you, a euphemism. Our child does not understand euphemism. No. And she thinks that means he's smart and he wants more information. And you're going to tell him that she's sad. No, she's upset when she's sick. So I talked to him and I said, you know, I know your aunt said that mommy was sad when she left yesterday. People are sad when they're sick. Yeah. It makes you sad. And he says, yeah, it does. <laughs> Duh. And I'm like, so mommy's sick and she didn't want to have to be sick or go to a hospital or go in an ambulance. And of course she looked sad and I don't know what they're doing over there. So I think among a practical way of other people with pointy ears and not needing to talk about emotions, they can interact just fine. But that's not probably half of the world, I don't know, half of the Western part of the world, or at least the U.S., the part that I know. Many, many people do not have that ability to just deal with logic. And and they had feelings, too. They were bothered by that she left in an ambulance. But because they can't process that, they then get stuck there. And, and then it's not about what he needs. It's about that they don't understand how that happened. They're terribly selfish that they're just concerned with what they're thinking and what they're dealing with and not considering that I volunteered to be responsible for a small human being. Mm -hmm. And instead of doing the things that would be responsible for this human being, I am doing the things to try and make myself feel better, or at least try and make myself, I don't know, feel comfortable with my discomfort. Comfortable with my decision to disregard what everybody else needs. So... She went to the hospital, and did she get to come back after that since? No, she has not come back since that. So that's been maybe a couple weeks now. A couple weeks now that his grandfather, number two's grandfather and aunt, aunt have been parenting him, basically. Right. So, Although I question the application of that term. Since she went back in the hospital, it's been a roller coaster of dealing with them, trying to decide if they're dealing with him. Pretty much a, we can't do this. Okay, we'll do this. I think we can manage it this way. I don't think we can do this. Like, And this is sometimes, like a weekly cycle. Oh, sometimes five times in one day. And they will say, we can't handle this. And you say, here are a couple things you can try to handle. And they will say, I think we can do that. But just like in that discussion before, they'll tell you yes, but then they won't actually follow through. And then they'll tell you that it's not manageable again. Or something else will happen because he does things and that freaks them out. There was the weekend that his aunt was going to be unavailable. And so they're trying to figure out what to do for this weekend. And yes. can you come down last his, minute? His mother's in the hospital. And so that was right after the ambulance call. Then the next day she calls me in a panic. She has to go out of town for work. His grandfather, granted he's in his 80s, so I understand, but he's never parented, and I understand that's a bigger problem than the other thing, than the, the age anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to him, you know, to my dad, and we were wondering if you could come down if we flew you. So we don't want to spend any money, gripe, 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 although there is plenty of it. And I understand it. You can have plenty of it and not if you use it all. But, you know, but as soon as they want to do it their way, all of a sudden. The money's available. Yeah, 
And I say, well, I could if I have to, but let me try to get somebody else to do it, like our favorite babysitter who was his teacher before. And we were scheduled to go to a wedding that day. We were scheduled to go to a wedding the day they wanted us wanted me to be down there, not the day I was talking on the phone. Right, right, right. Yeah. They, they, they wanted you to skip the wedding and go help them. Yes. And I knew that, you know, our favorite sitter... She misses him and wanted to see him, so I thought, well, let's send her, you know. And I called her, and sure enough, she was wanting to go, and so they got her a ticket and brought her down there. And um, they got a, a good taste of what it's like to get it, get him managed and get everything done, because she's younger than all of us, and she means business. She likes everything clean and in order. And, and she probably checked his backpack for the first time in weeks. She did, because then she called me about it. She said one of the times they were about to go to the store, and our number two child was trying to negotiate with his grandfather, basically trying to stay behind while they went to the store and go play with a friend. And finally, she just put her foot down, like she watched this with her mouth hanging open, and then she put her foot down and said, absolutely not, to his granddad. Mm -hmm. He's a child, and he's going with us, and that's final. Right. There's no negotiating that. (sighs) So if he were a neurotypical almost 10-year-old, it might be plausible to negotiate. Yeah. To negotiate. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's not he's not and so they got a lot of stuff managed while they're there and then they got this idea that they could get somebody to do that. They did try to get her to stay. Of course they did. But um she has school to return to and a job and her family here. Yeah. So she said she would consider coming back when school was out, but that they needed to talk to his mother first and see if that was okay with her. (gasps) Having another person in the house that she knew it might be running her son. Right. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't think his granddad thought of that because these are just women and they should be managing the children. So you get one of them and they do that. (laughs) This is a man of the generation where you just get women. Yeah, he was born in the 30s. And he is of the class, socioeconomic class, where you can just get a woman. Yes. And you buy her and you pay for her and she is your woman. Yes, and he had a few of them over time. Yeah. So anyway... She goes there and she does get everything managed. But the other thing that happens as a result of her being there is that she is kind of morally opposed to medicating young people. She is. And I'm not sure if she really just messed up his meds, but... No, I'm pretty sure she did this on purpose because she thought we were poisoning the kid. She said she switched it back after I had talked to her the first time when I called her. And she actually, I think she called me when she got there and said, I'm just checking about his meds. Are they this? But when I talked to his aunt the other day, which is now a week since the sitter has come back to town here. Mm Mm-hmm. She said, well, you know, when the sitter was here, she uh, cut his evening med. And I'm like, what? She did what? And she said, so since then, I've been doing the same, giving him the same amount. I said, absolutely not. Nobody changes his medication except his doctor. Those are doctor prescribed, and they should not be changed in any way without the doctor's knowledge of what might be happening without the medication. Yes, we need to observe and manage symptoms of behavioral problems, of digestive problems, of all the other problems. Well, not to mention that the reason 
she called me was they were having a bunch of problems with him. His behavior spiked after they decreased his med dose? Well, they didn't connect that. Ugh. They believed that he didn't need that much meds and so gave him the wrong amount. He's having problems from that, I imagine, from his regular self and from the fact his mother's in the hospital and nobody's talking to him about it. No one should be changing the boys' meds. And if everybody listening to this podcast doesn't know that or <laughs> from listening to it all this time, right? <sighs> but anyway, so yeah, he's he's having these absolutely, in their minds, horrible days and horrible behaviors, which anyone who's been observing this child for the last decade knows that these are not horrible. These are pretty mild. Well, in between, they see him as perfectly normal. And then they started, they felt like they were getting his toileting under control because the sitter had stayed on him while she was there. So he stayed clean because she was there all day with him. So she could stay on him and be like, go to the potty, sit on the potty, stay on the potty, go back to the potty. Did the poop come out of your butt? No, go back to the potty. Yeah. Time to try again. So there's that. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't have any accidents after she left. For In the daytime. Days? And then they started getting this bright idea. They did be able to get him. I don't even think I got to tell you this one. Oh, wait, wait, do you hear do this? tell. His aunt thought, said she had been talking to a friend of hers, a nurse or somebody. I don't know. Some Maybe it was the person with the kid. A kid that had this problem where they pee at night, you know? That's why he has the depends. That they got one of those alarms that when you get wet, it goes off and it tells you, hey, you're wet. You should have gotten up to pee. Well, it worked for that kid. But you remember his mom's high school friends, one of which went with us to Imogen Heap concert? Went with the, you. I didn't go. Oh, that's right. That was before you met me. But we went to another concert with her. Yes, yes. Okay. The, uh, the nice Phoenix, yeah. Nice Mormon lady. Yes. She tried that with her son because I talked to her a bunch when, when I brought her the ticket for the concert you and I and her were going to. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, I have that problem with, I think, her number two son or whatever. And he was like, at that point, 13 and still wetting the bed. They tried all that stuff. Those alarms woke up everybody in the house except the wet child. Mm-hmm. Okay, it didn't work. Mm-mm. So I explained that to his aunt. I said, look, that could work because it worked for that kid or it could not work because I heard the same from somebody else mm -hmm. who tried everything in the book to get the kid to stop wetting his bed, meds, alarms, etc. Mm -hmm. So that's what his aunt was, you know, they thought that they've got this under control now. And I think that now that I'm talking about this, I think this is a real problem. They thought they were getting this under control. And every time it spun back out of their control, they couldn't handle that. No. And so finally what happened is sometimes he won't poop for a couple days and he's not really constipated. He just hasn't bothered to try or something. Right. And he was in the car with her and his grandfather says, this is his grandfather's story, he got mad because his aunt made her go with him to do errands and he wanted to be playing. And so he pooped his pants and the, then the truck smelled like an outhouse or the car smelled like an outhouse. And that was pretty much their last straw. Well, That's what is, that was. This is a thing that happens with this kid. If he hasn't pooped in a day, he will get angry. He will tense up. And the act of tensing up, he may or may not be actively trying to expel his fecal matter, but it will be expelled. And I told them that. I said, when I was visiting, I said... 
One of the things is sometimes he gets mad when I go to send him to sit on the toilet, but that's okay because once he gets mad, he usually goes Mm -hmm. because he gets really tense. And so then he goes. Yeah. Well, he's in the car. He went. So that's, I think, what this is really about. I think I, I do have to try to admit that it is also selfishness because everybody around me has been, you know, pointing at that, that they don't want to do this because it's not easy. No, it's not. And it's a lot of trouble. It has to be done. It does have to be done. And they had agreed to do it for his mother's sake. Yes. For their daughter and sister's sake, they were going to do this. Well, they're not capable. No. Because if you're going to send him back after he, he pooped his pants while you're driving in the car, and that's your last straw, when you got a child there and he was pooping his pants, and it's only been how many weeks? Not uh, even two that he would have stayed clean. Well, and how many weeks has he been there? Nine weeks, 10 maybe? Nine, 10 weeks. They've known for nine or 10 weeks he poops himself. And now all of a sudden, you can't handle it, he just pooped himself. And he swore at somebody, and he said something imp- inappropriate, supposedly, to some other kid. And they, they can't handle it anymore. I think it's really about they can't control him. No, he cannot be controlled. He can be managed if you actually engage with him. Mm -hmm. But that is not control. That is involvement and effort and energy expended for the sake of raising a goddamn motherfucking child. Yes, that's not going to be a sociopath. In teaching him to manage himself... This is not something like a lot of kids will grow up and just observe from the world around them and learn from their mistakes how to manage themselves. This child will not. He will need to be explicitly instructed how to manage himself many, many times before it actually connects, if it ever does. Well, you're used to that. You did it with number one child. I did. Yes, he needs instructions all the time. He still needs instructions all the time, but at this point, he's reached a point where he's going to be at least marginally successful at adulting, and he will be able to figure out those problems if he needs to. Because we continue. We don't. We continue to say, hey, here's an example of that thing that we've talked about before. Yes. And he does engage with us, and he gets it now. And the first time you experience, you know, any sort of new lesson to be learned with children who are delayed, they're not going to pick up on it as quickly. And so you have to connect it for them and connect it again and connect it again. And after 10 times of connecting this thing for them, it may be like wearing a path through a huge forest where you've walked this path 10 times and it's barely starting to show any sign of wear. But if you do it 100 more times, it will start to finally make an actual path in their brain. Yes. And that's work. And they don't want work. They don't want work and they don't they don't want something that's out of control. They don't want poop stank. Nope. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, well, neither do I, but it has to be done. It does. You know, and and when I was there and I got him to go sit down every time, that was me trying to wear that path to his brain of if I sit my butt on the toilet and I have to poop, the poop will go in. Yes. And if I tell him that a hundred more times, he might sit on the toilet. I wonder how used to throwing away his underwear he has gotten. Because I would wager that they all just throw away the really messy underwear and well, don't make him actually. We're deal about with to much find out because he's going to go back to washing everything. 
So they called you, mm-hmm. and they've been texting you the last couple days. Well, yeah, a couple weeks ago, before spring break, they said, hey, if his mom is still in the hospital during spring break, we may have to reconsider what to do because she won't be able to fly there with him. Which had been the original plan. She was going to fly over here with him for his spring break, which is not the same as our spring break, but they would come for a visit. She would be here to manage him. Right. We would be working and doing school and such, and they could go visiting or and go he, doing he whatever. Would, he would stay at our house at night and be with us, you know, once we got home for the day. And I would take a couple of half days off and stuff like that so that I could spend more time with him, but I wouldn't be able to take like every day off. No, not when you just went there last month. Right. So they they started with that. And then at first they they probably, just because I don't remember, but they've done this so many times now, said, oh, we don't think we can do this. And then they said, you know, after the babysitter came there, they said, okay, maybe we can do this. We'll see if the housekeeper can come more often and do some nanny stuff. And we'll just pay her to nanny. And then they said... Maybe we'll hire a nanny. And you had given them the website of our... Yeah, how we found the sitter last time for him. Yes. They didn't want to look at that. And I had sent them a bunch of spring break options for him that I saw that were in the area. Clubs and camps and... They didn't want that either. What our sitter said was, they said that those were too expensive. I hear crickets, right? Yeah, they the the plane ticket costs more, but anyway, it's so, it's really they they make it about expense when they don't want to admit that it's about their convenience. That's not what they want to spend money on. That's all. So then I spent a whole bunch of time while I was at my sister's, like three or four hours one one day. Oh, you went to your sister's. Yes. It, it's funny because your work wife got to the point where she said, oh, you're here at work. I thought you had this whole month off. Well, we had our original plans to LA. Uh-huh. And then I had made plans for spring break. Mm-hmm. And originally the boy was supposed to go, and then the spring breaks were all misaligned, so mm-hmm. we just made a plan. And then I ended up going to see the boy in between that stuff, or before it, or yeah. in addition, basically. <laughs> and So the bottom line is, you haven't had a full work week, you haven't had a full quote-unquote normal fortnight as it normally is with a week of work and a week of kids and a week of work and a weekend of no kids. No. In since like before Thanksgiving. So while I met my sisters, I'm working on this idea of he's old enough to fly one leg of a journey by himself, a direct flight, basically. And if I met him halfway, if the babysitter met him halfway, could I bring him for spring break or what all the options were? And I looked at all of them and they were very expensive. And I said to his grandfather, well, this could be done, but here are the issues. $940 worth of issues at least. And when I called back after all that research to tell him that and say, here's the other options of these links and so forth, he said, oh, that's okay. I think we've got that managed. Like very dismissive of, we don't care about you now because we don't need to ask you for something. And I said, "What? okay, what What have you got lined up? And he said, oh, I, I think we're going to go ahead and have the housekeeper do the nanny work. And I said, okay, that I guess that will work. I mean, I wouldn't have thought of it because that's not in my budget, but you can do that. Sure. Yeah. So I thought, okay, they've got it settled again. I've wasted my time. And my son is not coming to see me because they are not willing to do anything else about that unless that's what they want to do. 
Which would have probably been okay because more transitions give him often more behavioral problems. He has a harder time keeping himself managed when there's more change in his day, in his week, in his month. Yeah, I didn't think of that. That is true. But I wasn't worried about it. I just wanted to make sure he was managed. And then I got off the phone. I thought, does that include weekends? Or is his grandfather thinking of that? Or, oh, well, I, I guess it could. You know, I said to my sister, is that, what do you think? And she said, it depends on, are they having the person work all day? And if she goes to church on Sunday, she might want some hours off for that. But otherwise, she probably could work around it. Who knows? And then a couple days later, his aunt is calling me in a complete panic saying they haven't got this managed and spring break is about to happen and his mother's still in the hospital and she has to go out of town for a week for work and he can't stay there with her father because he's too old and just out of control. And I said, you know what? You guys are confusing me because when I talked to his grandfather, his grandfather says, we've got this managed. And then when you call, you say nothing's managed. So which is it? And can you talk to his grandfather and figure out why you guys are telling me two different things? While I go into a meeting, confession, I was taking a walk and didn't want to talk anymore. I was all done with people panicking at me with their problems. I think think that's a perfectly reasonable. You were meeting with your sanity. I was meeting with my sanity. I was taking a walk with my work wife who was being nosy about some building down the street that they had been remodeling. Okay. And uh, we, we were walking that way to go look at it and get out of our office, away from our desk. And she was interrupting my moment of sanity. And I was going to make it stop immediately. I had a meeting to go to. I will call you back. So I got off the phone. And then later, when I got back to the office, I called his grandfather and said, Hey, what's going on over there? Because you tell me this. And then she calls and says something else. And I don't understand. And I don't even remember what he told me now. But it was basically that... Kid has shit. I don't want shit. Fix no, it. No, it wasn't there yet. Oh. It was, no, no. The problem is his mother's now at the hospital, so I haven't told the nanny to come. And I said, well, okay, don't you need the nanny while she's not there? I'm confused still. Hmm. How does his mother have to come out of the hospital? Well, I don't want her to have to do everything right away when she gets home. So I was going to have the nanny do it. Okay, well, who's going to do it while she's not there, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, I think the housekeeper, she can manage it. And at that point, the aunt... His mom's sister had come back to the house. She was in the background saying, I'm just going to leave this to you and George to figure out. And I'm thinking, well, that no, would, she won't. That will be a relief, but you are correct. She won't. Um, <laughs> I said, that's good. Okay. Controlling good. says what? <laughs> so in a nutshell, what happened was they said they were committed to keeping him there to the end of the school year and getting him to his doctor's appointments. And they had committed to that because that was what his mother, their daughter and sister had asked them to do. And she said, you know, having him around helps me. I feel better when he's around. Knowing that he's there for me to come home to makes me want to get better, makes me do better. You guys need to really help me make this work. Right. And she had said that shortly after she had gone back in the hospital and they had at that point taken it to heart and made a pretty good effort. So they're telling me everything's upended. Then they're saying it's okay. Then they're you know, back and forth, up and down, sideways, whatever. And I'm really getting tired of that. I'm thinking, I'm ready to take them back here just so they will shut up and go away. (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm, I'm all done with that. And at that point, they were saying, no, no, really, we've got this all figured out. Here's what we're going to do till the end of the year. His aunt's going to take him Monday through Friday at her house. And then on the weekends, he'll be over here. You know, they had this whole plan and they explained it to me. And the next thing you know, I know everybody's shocked right now. I hope you're sitting down. They call and say, we can't do this. Um, he, he pooped while he was in the car. And so we just can't be having that. And we can't be having him saying these things to other kids and doing what he's doing at school. So he needs to come back to somebody who can manage him. Like in less than 24 hours, they did that. And all I said was, okay, let me know what you're doing about the plane tickets. Yeah. So now tomorrow I have to fly to the halfway point and meet the child. After the first leg of his journey because he can't make a But because so many plane tickets were booked, the ones that he was willing to pay for, I have to fly there to the halfway point several hours early and wait for him. And then once I get him, wait a couple more hours before our flight comes back here. So we will be here probably by midnight. And it'll be two o'clock in the morning the time he came from. And this will be for his spring break? No, it won't. Not that I think I would want to give him back to them anyway. At this point, no. No. But his spring break is the coming week. And our school spring break is the week after. And he thinks he's coming for spring break because they can't tell him we're sending you back because he will have such a big meltdown. They won't get him on the plane. No, that that is not an option. So you're going to have to tell him they don't want him anymore. I mean, we can't say it that way, but. Yeah. What selfish assholes. Well, they obviously couldn't do it. Obviously. Yeah. They didn't know what they're getting into, and they are incapable. And yes, that does have to do with them being selfish. I understand that, but it does me no good either way. No. And it does him no good, and it does his mother no good. And we were so looking forward to having a weekend that would be just us. We know better than to do that. Damn it. You were gone, and then we were gone, and then you were gone. We had to switch the weekends with the other kids because of being us both being gone. Uh huh. And, and we, the, yeah, we did have the, the wedding two who stayed here. The wedding. The wedding weekend we actually ended ended up not going to. So we did get that weekend that was sort of like us having a weekend to ourselves. Except I was sleeping through half of it because I was sick. When I tricked you into sleeping, you did sleep. <laughs> The trick is don't wake you up in the morning. I'm a night owl. I I won't wake up in the morning without a damn good reason. Right. So I left it dark and quiet and you slept. You needed to sleep. You were sick. I know. You don't like it. (laughs) I don't, but... Tomorrow night at this time, I will be on an airplane coming back to here. (sighs) His birthday's next month, though. Yes. He's going to be 10 very soon. I think it'll be interesting to see if his mother gets better and if she stays put or if she tries to come back here because he's here or... Your expectation, what you said will probably happen based on over a decade, close to two decades of experience with this person in this family, that she will do her darndest to get out of the hospital because she can't see her kid there. Well, my prediction the first time when they were going to send him back and she was in the hospital is do not send him home without her saying so because... She will then leave the hospital and come back here. And that will not be good for them and their treatment. 
My prediction now is that she will stay at the hospital for a while, and I will probably call her tomorrow and encourage her to do so and say, no, really, they're nuts. Don't go back there anytime soon until you really feel better. And don't worry about your son. You could see him anytime you feel better because your father said he's sending you on a plane. Then we have to come up with something manageable. And we don't know. You know, they have uh, lots of really good medical treatment there where they're at because they're in a big city. This was why we were so hopeful that he could stay there because then he could get better treatment for his encopresis. Yeah, I had just called her yesterday and said, tell me the name of his doctor or the clinic and how I can get a hold of them and see if I can schedule his appointments when I come down there. Did he get a formal diagnosis from them? I think so. Oh, That's good. what I want to know. That, that would be good because then we can use that to drive treatment wherever he ends up. Around here, he couldn't even get a diagnosis. So I think that should be it for now, really, don't okay. you? Okay. <laughs> I think that should be it for a long while, but... It won't be. No. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! No, I think we're good, and I think it's not going to get more quiet, so... Will you cue me or remind me or something, because I don't know which end of the story we're starting with. I don't know what they're doing over there. We're both shaking our heads. A lot. Over and over. <laughs> I, I'm trying to come up with some witty quip about what they could be doing up there, and I... No, 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 no.